today on The Breakdown. It's the final table of the $100,000 buy an Aussie Million Super High Roller. The money bubble approaches, and I don't know if we can say this word correctly or not with, with her, but superstar Kristen Bicknell, star Kristen Bicknell, big-time player Kristen Bicknell, ends up in a hand against Carrie Katz. Yes, that Carrie Katz. And the decisions are surprising, I think, from both players really throughout the hand. We're going to get into it right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. That Carrie Katz, you say that like it's like that Elon Musk. Yeah, yeah, I know. it's not like that. He's just a guy. I mean, he's a rich guy. He owns Poker Go, or is at least has controlling share of it at this point. That's and not that's not his thing, though. No, that is not why he's rich. The the reason he's rich is because right. of private student loans, which is the scummiest business I can think of in, at the moment. I'm sure they're scummier. I ones. can think of scummier ones for sure, but uh, it, that's why I said that Carrie Katz. Yeah, because the student loan thing, where he's a billionaire or something ridiculous. And, and uh, an entire generation's in debt. Yeah, to him. Yeah. It's it's getting weird. It's yeah. get, it's the point where it's a little weird. Like, there's some some ethical problems there, and now we're never going to be on Poker Go, but whatever. Who cares? We're Fuck not on it. Poker Go now. We got to tell the truth, man. <laughs> anyway, who cares? Privatized student loan is nothing. Whatever. Um, okay. So, this is the Aussie Millions. It is Carrie Katz. It is Kristen Bicknell. Kristen Bicknell is better than Carrie Katz at poker. Oh, yeah. Um, Gary Katz, pretty impressive results though, as, mm-hmm. as an amateur businessman, he takes it very seriously, mm-hmm. very yes. competitive guy. Um, he won a high roller last year also. Yeah. I can't remember which one anymore, but, um, so for him to like, ha- he's these days uh, among the most successful of the non true pros. Right. And he, things. he really loves poker. I think, you know, yeah. I've, I've played with him in $1,500 world series of poker. Oh, really? events, you know, like he, he just wants to play all the events, you know? He's it's bracelet really hunting and stuff. Fascinating to me. Yeah, it is. But I guess like once you're already rich, you need something to try to yeah. conquer. You know, what else is he gonna do? He's already got an entire generation under his thumb, <laughs> paying him back until they're 48 years old. I would have them build pyramids to me. Ah, I think I that'd see. be cool. Yeah, why not do that? Can we do that? Do we have people under our thumb who can build pyramids? <laughs> yes. Well, okay. I'd like to make that happen. Yeah. Good. Max Sawyer will build your pyramid. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of people who listen to the show, Derek John Wright suggested this hand. Good job, Derek. Yeah. Um, He did it on Twitter. We are the poker guys on Twitter. You can just Google that or you can go to Twitter and Twitter it or just use. That's not a word. (laughs) I mean, it it is. (laughs) It is. You don't even know which word I'm referring to, bro. It. That. That. Twitter, see? You don't even know, and yet you so strongly declare that it is a word. The word it is inside the word Twitter, if you wow. didn't know that. So is the word twit. You've just been... So is the word twit. Oh, I thought I was incepting you, but then you re-incepted yeah. me. Thank you for acknowledging I got your in, loss. I got incepted. <laughs> <laughs> or is this acknowledgement diversion of the oh. third level of inception? <laughs> oh, God. And you're now being incepted. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, so... They are not in the money yet. Uh, we think they're one off the money or two off the money. It's close. Yeah, it's close-ish anyway. I mean, they're, they're, they're actually, at, they're certainly not in the money. And um, 
This hand, the money bubble is not a huge part of this hand, actually. Yeah. I'll say that, which is interesting because often as you get close to these things, they are. But for also, Kerry Kite's very rich. Christian Bicknell has a lot of money. Obviously, they want to make the money in this, but it's not the end of the world for these guys either. Like, they're right. doing very well. Yeah. And this, this hand is a little different than a lot of other breakdowns we do, where not, honestly, not that much happens in the hand. Yeah. But the things that happen are just kind of strange. Mm-hmm. And either really impressive or really exploitable and we're going to figure it all out. Let's do it right now. Yeah. All right. So Kerry Katz uh, is in the cutoff. The blinds are 12,000 and 24,000. He's got about a million in front of him. So reasonable stack, of course, 40 some odd blinds, 40 some blinds. Not, not bad. Raises to 50 K in the cutoff with ace of spades, Jack of hearts, mm-hmm. standard stuff. Bicknell is in the big blind. She's got about a hundred K more than cats. 1.1 million. And she defends with Queen of Hearts, Seven of Diamonds. How much did he raise to? 50K. 50. So it's only 26K to call. Right. So okay. So she's going to defend with a huge... There's 110K in the pot with aunties before right. she calls. Okay. So, yeah. So there's nothing to this. This is just a call. Yeah. This but, is one of those, well, okay. Yeah, Queen, Seven off. And it's, you know, a significant skill advantage over your opponent. So that, that part helps, too. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, for those of you who don't know who Kristen Bicknell is, I guess we should go into that because you called her a superstar and like we, yeah. we just kind of glossed over that. She's been really crushing it recently. Mm. Um, she she and her partner, Alex Foxen, are just like destroying the world of poker right yep. now. It's kind of weird. And they're actually both at this final table, yep. which has happened before to to some problem level. I guess that's not the word I was looking for. Nope. But you know what I'm saying? Like there, there was a, an instance of kind of clear collusion between them, but you can't really blame them. We're like, they were trying not to bust each other when three handed in a 5k event. So just to fill that out a little bit, Doug Polk, by the way, did a great video on this. Okay. So um, I encourage people if they want to know more to watch that video. Um, but yeah, they're, they were three handed at this uh, 5k final table at Venetian. There was a lot of money on the line for sure. And as soon as they got three handed, they offered a chop to the guy. They said, we're dating, we're together. Let's make a deal. Yeah. They wanted to not put the guy in this position. The guy refused to do it. And he went out third. And there was one hand where Foxen had aces and Kristen Bicknell had jacks. Or no, it was the, it was the opposite, right? Foxen had jacks, Bicknell had aces, I think. And uh, and they played the hand in such... Like, pretty much almost everyone every time gets all in pre-flop or on the flop yeah, they're or on the turn. They're three-handed, of course. Yeah, um, and somehow instead, nobody went broke, even though Fox and turned a set, I believe. Maybe even flopped the set of jacks. Um, but Bicknell folded, check folded the river. And even then, Fox and didn't move in. He bet really small-ish, but it was enough that Bicknell realized that he would never bluff her in that spot. If you know that, it really makes it much easier to fold a lot of hands, you know? Yeah. Like, of course he's not going to bluff her. It's on TV. Like... It's going to cost him a lot to bluff her. <laughs> so he's not going to do that. And she knows that too. And, you know, so, so that kind of thing comes up. And then, so there's some collusive elements there, but they're sort of unavoidable too, right? Yep. I agree. Um, so anyway, so here we are. We're in the same situation again, except we're not three-handed, but they are both at this final table. To give a sense of how good Kristen Bicknell is, she is the 13th ranked GPI player right now. Yeah, and Fox is number one. I mean. Yeah, so that's kind of crazy that a couple is number one and number 13 in GPI, and they and they both just keep having these big results. Yep. I mean, I'm sure they help each other stay at, at, at oh, the right. top, too, Yeah, of I imagine, course. like, their life is probably just all talking poker, yep. right? And they're very good at it. Yes. And are just kind of raising each other further and further. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. So anyway, so Kristen is 
I mean, by the way, this is 100K Kristen bought in twice to it. Wow. Like, she's a big deal. Yeah. Just like, yeah, I can spend $200,000 on this poker tournament. Sounds nice. Anyway, yeah. she defends with Queen 7 off in the big blind. And if she does it, it's fine because she's really good. Yep. And it's definitely fine. Of course, it's fine. Based anyway. on all the other things, too. I think anyone pretty much should be defending in this spot unless they're absolutely awful. Even then, they probably are supposed to defend. But anyway. All right. And the pot's 134K. Yes. But... I want to talk about something else that I give 134K little chili icons like they have on Thai menu restaurants out of 134K little chili icons. It's bananas. You love bananas and you want the world to know it. No, it's Nitrogen Sports Poker Room. Basically the same thing. Yeah. They get 134,000 out of 134,000 little spicy chilies. And is that because they're so spicy? Well, the thing is, I like spicy food. You do. So what I'm saying is it's good. You know, ah. that's, I'm using that as like a replacement for stars. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, if you think of it as analogous. Um, an, an example of something that would get like 131,000 chili, mm-hmm. little chilies out of 134,000 is like the feeling you get after you sneeze and you really, really had to sneeze and it like wasn't coming for a second, you know? Huh. Yeah. See, you obviously enjoy that feeling way more than, than I do. You don't like that feeling? And more? really, I think more than most people. It's no. relief, but I don't know if it's like, oh, man. Thank God. I don't think that's the experience most people have. All right. So I'm, I don't know about this rating. But this is my anymore. subjective rating system. So yeah, I don't know about it. <laughs> okay. Either way, <laughs> I think you would agree that nitrogen deserves a high rating. Yes. I will absolutely go high rating for nitrogen, low rating for the post sneeze feeling. Well, what do you, what would you give like a hundred? If you were going to do 131 out of 134, what would be in that range for you? Of thousands, yeah. 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 I would give like 9,746 out of 134,000, I think. For the post-sneeze thing? Yeah. It's all right. That's like a really low rating. I, wouldn't, I would kick it out of bed for like eating cookies in it. In, I, but in do you bed. understand how low that rating is? Yeah. It's it, insanely low. Well, It's like you it, don't even like the feeling. No, no, no. See, you're thinking of it on a traditional... Out of four stars thing. That's your problem. <laughs> okay. Anyway, <laughs> Nitrogen Sports Poker Room is a place that you can sign up using the link in the description of this podcast. And if you do it, you get access to exclusive Poker Guys events, which includes our monthly tournament, which is an insane tournament. Really good. It's a thousand buy-ins guaranteed. We've only ever gotten about 80 players. Which yeah, give means or take. There's a huge overlay. It is Bitcoin only. That The buy-in is 0.1 Bitcoin, so it's a very... Or, sorry, 0.1 millibits, a lot less than 0.1 Bitcoin. So it's a very cheap buy-in. Uh, and the good thing about Nitrogen is the Bitcoin-only nature of it and the fact that they don't mess around with that, Jonathan, like other sites that use Bitcoin do. Sometimes they mess with you, man. You're like, I want my money. Hey, how about Bitcoin? That moves fast, Right. Uh, I've heard about that other poker site. And then they're like, okay, we'll send it to you in six days. And you're like, what the hell, man? That's not what I signed up for. Nitrogen's like, here it is, 90 minutes. Enjoy. So that sounds like the life to me. That's the life that everyone wants to live. It's Chardonnay and boating all the time. Did you say sharding? Chardonnay. (laughs) Chardonnay. Chardonnay. Oh, okay. But I wish I did say sharding. Sharding and boating. (laughs) (laughs) Nitrogen sports. Sharding. Shart and boat to your heart's content. (laughs) Make that into an ad, you bastards. Yeah, dare them to do that. All right, so... The pot is 134,000. We've got Bicknell defending the big blind with queen seven off and cats opening the cutoff with ace jack off. The flop is ace of clubs, queen of clubs, queen of diamonds. This is a bit of a cooler flop. 
Yep. Katz, obviously, with Ace Jack, has a very good flop for him. Bicknell, an even better flop for her. Yep. Nobody's got any sort of backdoor club drop. Um, so how do you think Bicknell should be considering this hand? Like, should she be considering donking? What is her plan for the future, including subsequent streets? I mean, the thing that's important to remember, and I think this is something that you and I are pretty hyper aware of because we've played a lot of tournaments, but a lot of people often who don't play tournaments regularly um, don't think about enough is not how do I extract value? How do I not get taken out of this tournament with this hand? Sure. Like this is exactly the kind of spot where you can get completely gone. Right. If you play this, with if queen, you overvalue with a, this with hand. a queen, no kicker here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like if you have king queen, okay, fine. That's going to fine. Like you could decide to overplay because you can think of hands that carry cats could put a lot of chips in yeah. that are worse, but queen seven I guess he could decide to hero you with like the ace kings of the world or maybe the ace jacks of the world. And you could put, but a lot of time he probably isn't going to do that, right? This, this flop is kind of good for his range. Um, when he doesn't fold and we put in a lot of chips, are we just going to keep throwing chips at the pot? Like what are, aren't we worried about him having us beat? There are right. hands that beat us. So I think she's got to be thinking about, um, it's, it's an interesting tension that she's got to balance between getting value as well as not getting busted with this kind of a hand in this kind of a spot, especially right. as they're really close to the money. And you can't expect with the hand, when, when they're both about uh, 40 blinds deep, you can't expect with a hand like this, even though it's a very good hand against a reasonable player, which Kerry Katz is, to be able to get the full double from a worse hand too Absolutely. frequently. I mean, it's possible that you could get it in against a combo draw, but I don't know if you are looking to get it in on the flop. Like, I don't think you I, are. I don't think Kristen should even be thinking about check raising the flop no too way. frequently here. Unless unless Kerry Katz is very bad. If he's a really yeah. bad player, sure, you could check raise. Because now he can maybe he's not gonna fold any aces. That's not Kerry Katz. No. Kerry Katz pains to like make calls and stuff like that. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. Um, as we we're saying, he's maybe the most successful, one of the most successful non-pros in these spots. So I think she's got to navigate this really carefully and shouldn't be looking to play a huge pot. You know, and I think your your dream with this hand is like two significant streets of value. Yeah. Right. Like it's almost impossible to get three streets. Like the only way to get three streets of value is basically to check call and have him be bluffing or have right. him have a really bad queen that's trying to get value from an ace. You know, like yeah. have him like somehow have queen four suited or something. But usually and our seven has up, to play. You usually end up chopping against exactly anyway. Exactly. Um, so I think I, so if I'm Kristen Bignell, I'm checking with the intention of calling only and hoping that by the river he doesn't make a huge bet because we're probably can't fold. But it still could suck because usually he's going to check back his ace at some point. Right? I mean, if it goes non-club, non-club, non-Broadway, non-Broadway, and Katz goes bet, 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 and the last bet is all in, Bicknell's probably folding to the last bet, right? Probably, which is like sounds crazy, right? But that that's how it works when you're up against someone who knows what they're doing. When you know Kerry Katz is, knows enough to think like when he bets the turn and gets called again, he's going to know that like, oh, she... Even if she has an ace, she's never going to call on the river if I've got her beat with my ace, you know, or if I've got trip queens. But if I've got trip queens, I can try and get value with some worse queens or another ace or something. Right. I think baked into this whole discussion is the notion that Bicknell really shouldn't have any check raises on this board. Absolutely. Because if she can't check raise a trip queen's hand, she probably shouldn't be check raising her flush draws either. That's a great point. Because then he's, she just always has a flush draw when she check raises, right? Um. The thing is, yeah, because like if she had, let's say, if they're trying to think of value that she could have, she's not going to have trip queens here. Maybe she can check raise exactly king queen sometimes, but 
it's already a value by doing that, right? You probably make more money in the long haul by check calling King Queen. All right, maybe if you have a check raising range, it's King Queen and the combo flush draws, not all flush draws. Oh, yeah, yeah. It could only be the combo flush draws for sure. So there's two combos of of like flush draws, right? No, there should be three, right? There's a King 10, King Jack, and Jack 10. Okay, my bad. So three combos of that. There's more combos of King Queen. She can't, she doesn't have check raise all her King Queens, which is good. Yeah. You don't want to. Check raise a few of those. The combo draws. She might not even be check raising the combo draws on this board, though. Like, Carry right. Cats bets, she calls. If he bets the turn, he usually has something. He's usually not bluffing the turn as well. Usually. Yeah. Right? And he, I mean, it's a board where he's got a range advantage, right? The Absolutely. Queen, Queen hits him so much more. As we see, we were talking about the price she was getting pre flop. And it's like, oh, yeah, of course she calls with Queen 7 off. She's going to have a ton of hands that Carrie's not going to have that have nothing to do with this board. Yeah. The other thing that's important is we didn't mention some hands that she could have that would be stronger than King-Queen, like Ace-Queen. Yeah, she could have that. But she's probably not going to check-raise that because now she's crushing the board. Right. Like, now there's very few hands that Carrie can have that he can call with, even though she's willing to go with that hand. Of course. But now she needs him to have the Case-Queen. Now she basically needs him to have King-Queen. Yep. Because um, he's probably not going to go bust with, you know, Ace-Jack. Seems unlikely. Seems unlikely. Maybe, I mean, unless he thinks she's crazy, but she's not crazy. Yep. Like, so... Yeah, this is this is like one of these interesting spots where like it looks like she's got a huge hand and she does, but you can't win that many chips with it most of the time. Right, just based on the board and the situation. Other boards where you flop trips are better to, Absolutely. to make money on. Not this the, one. Really. This is where you want to be up against like Victor Blom, right? Yep. Victor Blom, you actually could raise on this flop because he's insane. He might just three bet with four or five of diamonds. He also might look at you and think like you never have a queen here. You're not the like who raises a queen here. You know what I mean? And yeah. do all do all these things and just not fold and yeah. But against careful thinking players, especially close to the money in a super high roller, they're usually not gonna not gonna lose their mind. Right, and uh, she doesn't lose her mind. She checks. Yep, that's good. I guess you could lead. Leading is probably better than check raising. Oh yeah, it is absolutely better than check raising. But, but you put yourself weird. in some poopy spots. It's also as a like super weird board to lead when with a significant range disadvantage. Yep, like what the like if it's a super weird board to lead. So that that doesn't really make that much sense. Agreed. Also, Carrie Katz, also his antenna is going to be going off by the turn. Right. When she bets again after he calls, she's not betting aces on the turn. Right? She's just not. She's Now she's down to some queens only. And also, if she gets raised, what's she going to do? She's going to fold? Yeah. It's terrible. I, I think that's pretty bad. You'd hate to get blown off the hand by like a combo draw or something. Yep. All right. So she checks. I like the more it. interesting thing is that Carrie Katz checks back with yep. Ace-Jack on this Ace-Queen-Queen board. Yep. And I'm of two minds about this check. Okay, good. I kind of My initial thought is I like it, mm-hmm. but there is a counter-argument to liking it. Now, the reason I like it is because we allow Kristen to bluff later, and it's it's not that frequent that Carrie's going to be able to get called by, by worse hands on this board. Like, Kristen yeah. has certainly Ace-Deuce Plus, but... You know, she has a lot of other hands, too. Oh, yeah. Right? So, like, ace-deuce plus is not a huge part of her range. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it feels like there's not a ton of value to be had by betting. Maybe he's just trying to let her catch up a little bit, like hit a 10 or something with 9-10, and can extract some small value. The same point is not putting himself in a spot where he could get check-raised and feel very uncomfortable. Yep. Um, the second part, though, that I don't like is, what if Gary Katz had 4-5 suited? He would really love to be able to bet this board because he has a range advantage, right? right. So if he's not going to bet with Ace-Jack, can he really bet with your bluffs? I mean, this is the problem with checking back, and yeah. I, I'm really glad you brought it up because my inclination is to check back a board like this against a good player for sure. I want to do it. Um, but all my misses I'm betting. Right. 
because of course you are because you're going to get so many folds because you have a range advantage. You have a massive range advantage. But if you're so if you're not betting your if you're only betting your queens and your misses, you don't have you have way too many bluffs. Now this is true anyway. Like I think the there's too many bluffs on the flop when people see bet right most of the time. But this is like out of control level too many bluffs if we're checking back ace jack here regularly. Right. We can check it back sometimes, but you could also bet with the intention of when you get called to check back a lot of turns. I think you are checking back the turn actually uh, when you get called. Oh, with no, I, think, jack, right? I think that's clear, and I think that's part of the whole plan when you bet. But I just wrestle with the yeah. idea of of a feeling right in the moment to check back, but mm-hmm. also knowing that I can't do that if I want to have any level of balance against good players against someone like Kristen Bicknell. I think you probably do have to bet. Yeah, because you're going to bet so because you're going to bet all your misses, right? Yeah. Maybe you don't, though. Maybe you check some of your misses, too, because you can do a delayed C-bet with them because she's going to know that you have aces and stuff like that. You know, So maybe you bet some of your aces, you check some of your aces, you bet some of your misses, but not all your misses because she's going to check a lot of turns anyway when we check on this board. Yeah, right? I, I understand that from a balance perspective, but it's pretty tough when you're sitting there when it's late stages of a tournament, every pot is massively important. To not C-bet four or five of diamonds on this board just feels wrong. I agree. When you have, like, you're going to get so many folds. So You just get to have the pot. She's got, like, eight, seven off. Yeah. She's got a million hands that are just looking to throw their hand away. It's the instant you start to reach towards your chips. Right. Seems like you have to do that. Right. But she's good enough that uh, she's going to know if you're balanced there or not. You know what I mean? She's going to be paying attention to all that stuff. I think so it's tough. I think it's pretty tough to be balanced on this board in the situation because of what we've talked about. Like it feels sure. kind of obligatory to bet all your misses, and there's no way you can balance by having enough value. You just can't. I, I agree with that, but that means. But if you're not betting ace jack, then you're no, then you're as far away from balance as you can be. Right, I agree. That's the thing. So I think we I think we're supposed to bet because of that against the really good players. Against the yeah. bad players, we should probably play just exploitatively and check. Check our aces and bet our misses and bet our queens and don't worry about it. Right. The, the, the ace check feels like an exploitative play. Right. It doesn't feel like a GTO thing. And that's probably not the right move to do against Kristen specifically. Yeah, um, yeah we, we, bet, we can bet small on the flop. She's almost never raising us. Yeah. Right? Um, and we check back. The plan is to check back almost all turns. Yep. And that's it. I guess we could bet really small on the turn and check back all rivers instead if we want to do that. Um, because we'd be worried about like if we if carry bets really small on the turn and it's a clean run out, I think he's supposed to bet the river too if she, if she mm. calls the turn that's fair if it's a really small turn bet yeah it depends on size the yeah. size there yeah that's that's true I don't think he's gonna bet super small because the board's a little wet once she calls though so he's yeah. gonna bet crazy small on the turn if he bets the turn right he's gonna bet to charge or draws um, a reasonable amount so it's gonna be more than like it's not gonna be twenty percent of the pot you know it's right. gonna be more like. 40% of the pot or something. Either way, it goes check, check on this flop. Yep. And uh, the turn is a big old brick. It's the three of spades. Yes. So something that happens now makes me think that Kristen Bicknell believes that Carrie Katz has a lot of delayed C-bets. She checks again. It's an interesting thing. Well, from her point of view, if he doesn't have anything, even she bets, she can't get any value. Of course. she's He's often drawing dead, right? Um if he has an ace, he's probably going to bet on the turn when she checks again, especially a good ace. Um, and if he has a queen, cool. He's slow playing, and she gets to avoid, you know, getting walloped by it. Yeah. So, I, so the check makes sense to me. Although she could bet, I think she'd be more apt to bet an ace than a than a queen here. 
She'd want to bet if she had clubs, though, right? Yes. So she can bet her aces and her clubs and check her queens? Why is she betting her aces? I don't think she should bet I said her. she should. I said that, but now that I say it, why? I don't see any value in that. It's better to bet a queen than an ace, right? Because yeah. you can get called by an ace, right. and that's fine. So that's why I said the initial thing that I said about this. It feels like she believes Carrie Katz has a lot of delayed C-bets and that right. he's got a lot of air here, mm-hmm. right? Or else this doesn't make as much sense to check if you want to be able to bet your flush draws, too, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So... It's an interesting check. She's probably still not going to go for a check raise, even though it's a little safer no way. now, but doesn't seem like it. I mean, it's the same problems. Like she goes for a check raise. You're going to fold out most of his stuff most of the time. I don't know. If you're Carrie Katz and you have ace jack and you bet the turn and she check raises then, can you really fold profitably? Even if you can't fold ace jack, he has so many more aces that he will fold profitably, right? That he can fold it. Like, he's got a lot of bad aces here. Which right, he's but she's not check-raising an ace. Right. But yeah. you, but if you're pick, using distribution to right, decide these course. things, right? So ace-jack is, like, pretty high up in your distribution now. Yeah. Um, ace-four isn't. I think ace-jack might have bet the flop. Ace-four is almost never betting the flop, I think. I think. Maybe. If you're carry cats. If you're carry cats. Well, here's what happens. Yeah. Carry checks back. That... It's getting weird, right? The it's amount of checks, surprising. The amount of checks that have happened are weird. They're both like Carrie thinks she doesn't have anything, and he's trying. Like he checked back the flop to stay out of trouble and also to encourage her to bluff. She didn't bluff. He's like she's just giving up. So I'm going to give her another chance. Yeah, to bluff the river, and I'll be able to snap. It'll be easy. Like it'll be as easy as possible because I've got Ace Jack and I'm never folding, no matter what the river is. Now I don't put the scariest card you want up there. It doesn't matter. Bring the straight in the flush. I don't care. I can easily call. I don't yeah. hate it. It's I think just, it's fine. Yeah, it's just a bit surprising. Yeah. At this point, Bicknell, what, what do you think is Bicknell, though? Because it's like, wouldn't he have bet now if he had a bluff? Um, when he could, have like, he could have like medium pocket pairs and stuff. They decide just to check. Although I would have bet those, having said that, just to protect equity. But maybe he could have like King Jack. Right. Hands like that. Yep. It, Where he thinks he might have the best hand. Yeah but doesn't want to get blown off it. Doesn't really want to put chips in when he can just potentially check it down, but could also improve to a really good hand. Kind of a thing. Yeah. I guess. I don't I know. Yes. It's weird. I mean, I assume Carrie thinks that, that Kristen just has nothing right now. Yeah. He must think that. And she probably thinks he mostly has nothing too. He mostly has nothing. Once in a while, he's got an ace. I Once guess. in a while, but not too often. Not too often. You'd expect to bet either on the flop or yeah. turn yeah. at some point. So there's still 134000 in the pot. Okay. And the river is the ace of hearts. So Carrie now has aces full and Kristen has queens full and now she's losing. Well, this went badly for Kristen, although so far she hasn't lost any chips. She hasn't put any chips in except for pre-flop, but now she's a little screwed. So do you think if an ace didn't come and a club didn't come that Kristen would have bet the river or checked the river? I think she would have bet the river because she'd be at this point when Carrie checks twice, he probably has a showdownable hand of some sort, but often it's going to be the kind of showdownable hand that's just going to check it right back. That's yeah, that's quite possible. So I think she's going to bet and hope to extract a little bit of value. Yeah. You kind of have to, cause Carrie Katz is a capable player. It doesn't feel like any good player would ever play like the six, seven off like this, where they just like never give themselves a chance to win the pot. They're like, I just, I just lose. I didn't hit the flop. Right. Like, 
on this board, yeah. especially. Like, they're just not going to let that happen. Right. Even if they delay CBET and do it on the turn, they're going to do it. I agree. Yeah. So she probably would have, but on this river, she can't really bet profitably, can she? Well, the problem is if he had a medium pocket pair that he was just playing carefully. It's, yeah, it's counterfeited. It's dead anyway. She wants him to bluff with that. Yeah. And uh, King High is, I don't know. King High Maybe she can get called by King High. That's the only thing, which is going to check back. Yeah. So that's the only value for her is to You're try right. to get called by King High, which isn't crazy. It's hard to put him on an ace. It is. But you'd also think you'd bet some of his King Highs, you know, like if you have King Jack on that flop, you might bet. You might, but you might not. Yeah. So she decides to check. Okay. okay. I'm fine with that. I, she really could have bet, but she's, oh, she's betting to literally only be called by King High or exactly pocket kings. Right. The board, by the way, just to reiterate, ace, ace, queen, queen, three, came ace, queen, queen, three, ace. Carrie's got ace, jack, and Kristen's got queen, seven. How sick is it, by the way, if Carrie Cat says pocket kings, he can't bet this board on the river. Yeah, it's it is. ace, ace, queen, queen. What's he supposed to get called by? Can't Nothing. Get called. She needs to have a king high that she decides Maybe to Maybe jack it. high. She could call it jack high. I guess. But it's unlikely. Yeah. So anyway, Carrie Katz checks back. No. I'm kidding. It's a lie. I'm joshing with you guys. You lie. All right. Carrie's going to bet. There's 134K in the pot. He has aces full. It is somewhat disguised because he's checked yeah. twice. How much do you think he should bet? There's 134. 34 in the pot. He's We're just trying to get called by king high here. Or a queen, I guess. Some weird queen. Not really putting her on a queen no. too often. So really king high. Yeah. We should bet small. We should just bet small, right? Bet like 75K or something. That's like half pot. I might, even be, I might even bet less. Yeah. 40K? Yeah. Like make it look like you're just trying to fold that. Like, like you've got... I mean, I don't know how you're supposed to not have a pretty good hand when you check it twice. Yeah. As carry cats. But whatever. You got to bet something. I don't, I mean, I guess we go for polarizing sizing and try and get called by King High that way. But that's, it's all very weird. It is because checking back the turn makes it seem like Kerry Katz just can't have seven high here. Right. right exactly. Yeah. Like, doesn't he, like, so how is she supposed to call with King High? Right. Like, she's going to call the chop? That's not, that's not what she's going to do. Fortunately for Kerry, Kristen has a queen. So he should yeah. be able to get some value. Yeah. But Kerry decides to go super polar. Yeah. He bets 250 into 134, which is really weird out of nowhere. You know, like yep. polarizing sizing is not always weird these days in poker, but when every action besides preflop has been checked so far, it gets weird. It doesn't really make any sense why he would bet this much. I mean, I, he's trying to get heroed. Yeah. Um, if she, if he knew she had a queen, okay, it makes some sense to bet this much, I guess. Now she has a hand she can hero him with for sure. Yeah. Um, this is exactly what he wants her to have, right? Yes. A miracle queen somehow. Right. But she just doesn't have a queen very often. She's going to bet the turn sometimes. She's going to bet the river sometimes. She might lead the flop sometimes. Whatever. She doesn't have that many queens. No. She's very, very few queens. And King High, I don't think, can call on this board because he checked back the turn where he's usually got at least King High. And she's not going to call the chop. She's not no. going to do it. No, the, the fact that Kerry checked back the turn really hurts him here. I How think much betting, should he bet, though? I think he should bet really small. I think he should try to get, induce a check raise. I think that's the best way to try to get value oh, here. Oh, I like that way better than trying to actually get heroed. Yeah. That's a way better idea. So he could bet like 40,000 yeah. into 130-something. Right. And she looks at it, and she's like, oh, you didn't like that, did you, two jacks, two tens? Right. 
I'm just going to blow you off the hand because I've got eight high, but now I can win. Yeah. I found, I just found a way to win this hand. Yeah. I think it's better to try to induce a check raise. As, as someone who's definitely check raised on scary boards, when someone bet too small, that can really work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But instead he goes for 250. And here's the thing. Yeah. Kristen folds quickly. Easily. She's like, ah, that's funny. I yeah. fold. Yeah. Like, wow. So that is quite an indictment on the way Carrie played this hand. I guess it just is. Yeah. So how did she do that? Well, how did she do that? Number one, she just believes he's never going to bet. She believes he's checking back King High first. Yeah. I mean, he's, of course, not going to bet 250 with King High. She believes if he's got a pocket pair, she's going to protect. He's going to protect it at some point. Right. That makes sense. Um, so he doesn't. She also believes if he's got a pocket pair, he absolutely doesn't need to take this kind of sizing to get her to fold her range. Her right. range looks unbelievably weak. That's going to auto fold. Yep. On this river where she's got eight high a bunch. Yep. If he has two tens and decides to bluff with them, which he wasn't even he wouldn't even necessarily have to do. Two tens might be good. Right. One, it's really just one. One ten, ten might be good. But ten high might be good um, as a kicker here. If he wanted a bluff, there's just no reason to bet this much. He yep. could bet, he could bet seventy thousand, and she just can't do anything about it most of the time. Yep. Right? So this sizing feels like why would he pick this sizing to bluff? There's no need against my unbelievably weak range, even though I happen to have the strongest part of my unbelievably weak range. Yeah. Um, I look so weak here. There's, there's no, he may not need to bluff at all, but even if he did, he wouldn't have to bluff this much. Right. You would never expect him to bluff this much. Right. And it doesn't make any sense to. It just doesn't seem play, necessary. It's a bad play to bluff this it much. It just doesn't seem necessary. And if you think about all of the hands that Carrie could have up until the river, it starts to look like, okay, he has something showdownable, right? Uh, by the time we get to the river, he's checked back twice. He's got something showdownable. Maybe he may. The only thing I can think of that he might do this with is one of those small pocket pairs that he freaks out with because he got counterfeited and he's like, ah, fucking, mm-hmm. I gotta, I gotta get her off of her jack high or whatever and make yeah. sure, make sure she folds her jack high. Right. But I still think he's probably not going to do that. And I also think he's, like you're saying, probably going to bet that on the turn more or the flop. Or the flop. More frequently than he's going to bet his king highs, which he's, if he gets here with king highs, definitely not betting 250K. If you're Kerry Katz and you have pocket threes, you are betting that flop most of the time, right? Yeah. And you're certainly betting the turn if you're not betting the flop. You can't just give her free shots at the straight and the, and the flush and right. stuff. You can't. Yeah. But you can check back with your king jacks and your king tens. Right. Yeah. Right. You can do that much, much more easily. Right. And the, but then you can't bet 250 on the river with those hands. You would just... I mean, even if you're going to bluff, and I can't imagine why you'd ever bluff with King High here. Yeah. There's no reason to think she has King High. Right. Like, she could, but she could just not. Yeah, and then, like we said also, and then with his complete air, he's going to bet at some point before this. He's a capable player. Nobody yeah. who's good is going to check twice with a huge range advantage when they have nothing. Right. Like... It's not going to happen. Now, we, you said it's an indictment on him and, or in this bet. And in some ways it is. But in some ways, she's one of the best players in the world. Sure. It may not be an indictment on the bet against most of the players, even in this tournament. A lot of them maybe f- do find a call. Yeah. Just say, true. like, I'm kind of at the very tippy top of my range, and I have to call anyway. And Kristen just knows that that's not important in this spot. And what's important is Kerry always has her. Yep. Because he would never do this without... He always has an ace, right? Right. As he as as played. Honestly, she may think he has like quads. Yeah. Like because or like ace queen, you know, yeah. or something like that, where there's just like, why would he go check, check? Like yeah. Maybe he maybe he fought that good. Um, but whatever it is. Yeah. She's just too good and can fold here. So it doesn't necessarily like like Jack Salters in this tournament. 
Maybe Jack Salter calls with the queen here. Maybe. Maybe he's just like, what am I supposed to do? Am I really going to fold a full house here to one bet? Like, really? It's 10 blinds. I'm not going to call, you know? I guess not. I don't know. I don't know what Jack Salter's going to do, but maybe, maybe he calls. Maybe he does. Maybe some of these other guys at this table call, but she folds. And the truth is, when you're playing poker, you have to size your bets and plan your, plan your lines against your particular opponent, not against the, the table, right? He's playing Kristen right now. He's got to yeah. size it for her. Well, and then that might be tough to know how to do, but I agree. I think it's not specifically her. It's just anybody who's really good is going to sniff this out. I think you're right. So, okay, let's say you're sitting there, you're Kerry Katz, and Kristen Bicknell, she looks at her hand on the river, before we've bet as carry cats, and we actually see she has queen seven. So we know her hand. Okay. She doesn't know we know. She checks. We know she's got a full house. How much are we betting? hundred and fifty K. So now maybe we're desperately bluffing somehow. Yeah, it's, I think it still has the same problems. It is. It's the same problem. It's it's not as bad. She might decide she just has to call because it's six blinds. Maybe we have to go like 70K. Maybe we just have to go 70K. 70K is going to call, right? Yeah. She's going to call for 70K. She's going to breathe. She's going to hate it, and she's going to call. She'll be like, I mean, I'm, maybe she'll call quickly, actually, because she's like, well, I'm, I know I'm always calling 70K. Yeah. Maybe we can go as high as 100 if we can see the queen. Maybe. It's only four blinds. I think we should bet 100. But as soon as we get like pot and, pat and bigger than pot, I think maybe, she's, maybe she'll call, but I don't know. I don't know, man. This is a real problem. Yeah, this is the problem with checking back the flop. That start it started with checking back the flop, yeah. right? Like there are all those problems with checking back the flop as far as balance, and now we get here, and it like our range becomes so so razor thin and clear. Yeah, I mean, she comfortably folds. What is? I guess it's not actually the second nuts, but it feels like the second. And nuts, I think right? I think she has some aces in her range still. Oh, she probably has a few, yeah. Which was she would have to call. Yeah. She's like, well, I hope you don't have quads. Right. Yeah. Just a few. Yeah. She, although, actually, on the river, it's really hard to get value if she has an ace, right? So she might check again. Uh, yeah, I know. The but problem I, I, is he's not going to bet very often. But he's not going to call very often either. It just doesn't matter. I guess she protects her checking range. Even if she just checks, he checks back and she, she turns over ace four. For top full house, the whole table gets to see she just played a hand like that, and everyone's going to be like, "Oh, be careful." I guess. Well, it's interesting that there was so little action, but it like just even with so little action, it became so clear to Kristen what Carrie's range was. Yeah, which is essentially her beat. Yeah, it like, is. Like top full house or better, or top quads. Yep, that was it. Man. It's pretty awesome. It's a pretty great fold by her. It Having is. said all that, we make it sound like, oh, yeah, it's pretty straightforward. No, it is, it is good. This is a pretty great fold, and it's like super high level. And the fact that she not just folds, but folds so fast and so comfortably like it's nothing at all, really, I think, talks says something to like the level that she's at right now, Yeah, that she's playing at. Because I think most of the best players in the world might find a fold here because of the carry sizing, but I don't think they would fold this easily or quickly at all. No. I don't think so either. Like almost anyone else we would name, even the very, like Ike Haxon, I don't think, he might fold. Right. But I think he would take a few minutes. I would take forever, and I don't know, I, I, might, I might find, I might end up calling because I'm an idiot. You always call. I call so much. Um, but 
But Ike, Ike might find a fold here, but I think he's going to really tank. Well, that was impressive and uh, good job by yeah. Kristen Bicknell to figure that one out. Music is my sunlight and all I need is one mic and I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. I'm going to be traveling the globe. We still have time to make it home.